Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the second edition of Speak As Your Move. I am your co-host, Joshua Jernigan, here with Matt Collins, hailing all the way from Raleigh, North Carolina, Patrick Collins, originally hailing from Leesburg, Albany, I think, visiting Raleigh, North Carolina, so you'll get a little bit more interaction between those two tonight, and Derek Roebuck over in West Columbia, probably about 30 minutes from where I sit. Um... We are here on this weekly radio program aiming to be an uplifting, informative, encouraging, and trying to be a little bit entertaining, not the emphasis on that, the emphasis on the other, uplifting, informative, encouraging addition to your walk with Christ. Um, appreciate anybody that logged on. We did have some earlier technical difficulties, which I hope and pray that we have resolved. But given that they are, um, welcome. We're going to hit the ground running, and as always, we're going. Matt, would you lead us in prayer? Amen. Thank you, Matt. I do appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, um, that, is, that is that is key that we go to the Lord in prayer. Um, if you notice, um, every once in a while we'll call each other brothers because we are brothers in Christ, um, and I'm thankful for that. It, when you have confidence in somebody's walk, um, it does feel like uh, like it's family. So um, anyway, I um, I think we have an agenda. That uh, Matt, Matt, pendants, irritation, and intellectual, and um, and 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 that being on all of our minds, I think, um, due to Independent Day, Um, we have been having some technical difficulties. Are we still having technical difficulties? Beauties of radio, I tell you. Yeah, who wants a podcast? That's lame. AM radio to North Carolina at night. I could listen to the radio broadcast because they just would beam it out. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. No, definitely, definitely. And Matt, I'm, I'm, you're hit, you're hitting a little, uh, a little muted, but um, I can hear what you're saying, so that's good. Speak as you're moved. Um, it came as a brainchild of Mr. Matt Collins. I'll give him the credit. Um, he, uh, <laughs> well, Matt, with it in that he was putting together a.
was trying to get people to log on and and have a little prayer, you know. Regards to a Monday morning, and um, we uh, we we would we would get on it, and basically it'd only be a, a few. It, it'd just be a few of us, maybe four or five, and um, the the text was a lot. So a lot of people, a lot of people were missing it, and so um, and in jest, I knew people were uh, weren't weren't being able to, to tune in, or they were kind of I don't know ignoring it or what. But I just said, join us next Friday at eight o'clock, seven central for Speak as You're Moved, posted by Brother Matt Collins, as we discuss the camp meeting decision and its impacts. Now, camp meeting being a um, a a yearly um, retreat that we we go to. I hate the word retreat. It sounds like you're sitting by a lake and, and playing baseball in the afternoons. This is a church-like camp meeting revival. It's it's a uh, four meetings Revival's a day. A word. Yeah, revival's good because people people understand that one. But with it, we we have a, a centralized church campground for those that don't know, and um, we all go to the same church. And there's elderly that live there. There's a nursing home on the premises as well. And to go from what eight different states i don't know how many different states a lot of different states and all converge there Delaware to louisiana yeah and all converge there somebody was going to bring it this covid stuff and it was going to spread like wildfire i mean I'm, I'm, if it didn't you know <laughs> i'd be amazed but it, and you just you do it out of a, a abundance of precaution for our elderly um, we decided to postpone it um so we were we were one, we didn't know at the time what they were going to decide to do and so we were talking about the camping decision. I, I just had a teaser, you know, because we knew they were going to decide that Saturday after we had the talk. And so we'd have something to talk about the next week, like if we thought it was a good one or not. So anyway, we uh, we did that and it kind of kind of took off from that. Matt asked if I was serious. And I said, well, you know, it could be a radio program because we didn't just get on the phone and pray. I mean, we, we went we hit the ground running on current events, on who we needed to pray for and all kind of stuff. Um, and, and it's a little brainchild. It's, it's got some, some bumps in it that we're learning. I mean, who does a radio show these days, you know? So especially when, when none of us are in the same room and we're actually, I'm actually in Virginia right now, but so we're in four different States or maybe three, because I think Matt and Patrick are together right now. But originally if we were all to be at, um, at home, we would be in three States, but we're all mobile right now. You know, I'm in my truck sweating. Because I can't turn the thing on because there's going to be feedback. It sounds, so like a, in here. it sounds like a tractor when you do. I mean, I'm just saying. Well, regardless, I'm still in here taking one for the team. I got <laughs> if you had a minivan, down my face. it would sound like better. If I'm in a sauna, probably would. It'd be a lot quieter. Well, then you got Matt and Patrick and Raleigh and you and Columbia. And I don't know of – I mean, I've never heard of anybody doing a, a show where we're not all in the same room sharing a mic like an actual radio show. So it's, it's definitely taken some uh, – some research and some, uh, you know, trying things out to figure out how we can all converge our voices into one thing and actually send it out and at work. And, um, you know, maybe it's, a, it's not without its issues, obviously. Yeah, for sure. For sure.
Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm not sure people are hearing you, Matt. Um, I don't know how we ended up with that. Well, you can hear everybody, but the, 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 uh, the main guy. Um, but, um, but yeah, Matt, thankfully he, um, he felt led to, uh, to have, have us have the prayer and it kind of took off from there. Um, just check your phone, see if, see if that's the deal. But, um, as we, we go on, um, So you guys well, talk luckily, about, luckily, we, the, the, talk, the, talk about independence or jump into jump into the the meat of the call. Yeah. While Matt sorts through his issues. Yeah, I am getting some <laughs> feedback from while. some listeners that they can only hear me, um, which I mean is is, is crucial. <laughs> it is crucial. I mean, <laughs> but I, you know, I um I, I like to have somebody to bounce it off to, and I'm downstairs in my basement. Um, Caroline came in and brought me some some water, which was nice. Um, but she knew to stay quiet because I'm in my sound studio now. Um, yeah. But uh, welcome to the Josh Jernigan show. Yeah, with your co-host. Sorry, Josh Jernigan. Co-host, Josh Jernigan. <laughs> I can Josh I can do Jernigan. voices. I mean, they're they're gonna be limited. <laughs> like, um, like do like Eddie Murphy and all the. And <laughs> yes, all the yes. Well, our guest tonight. I mean, is Not one of Caroline's Caroline's favorite. Um, but uh, it's goofy. Oh, hi, you guys. I mean, like, she has me do it, and we do this whole little thing. And um, they can hear Patrick now, but Derek and Matt, um, they're going off and on. This is fun. This is fun. Man, this is the thing. Joy the radio. This is horrible. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we'll catch in the recording, so, you know. We can, maybe, maybe. Can then they can listen to it like a, like a, like, like that podcast thing or whatever y'all talk about. Like sometimes. a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a podcast, you guys. It's not. It's not. No. Well, y'all just roll on without me. If I can make. hear you. So, yeah, Matt, is there a mute button on your phone or something? Like you forgot to press. Well, we can hear. Yeah, but it's going to be really weird for a listener. Like all of a sudden, like somebody makes a point, and then we—I guess we could be like. Okay. Yeah, I know. Let's, 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 oh my goodness, let's roll. No, no, I'll, so we, it, this thing, this thing really, for some reason, <clears throat> clean this whole software thing we've got set up. I don't know if the if the users can hear me or I'm just speaking into the Okay. Okay. And I don't know. It like keeps going out and in, out and in is what I'm getting. 
Nope, here, no one right now. Do we post? Oh my goodness. And this wasn't a problem last week. Yeah, built-in microphone. The built-in, yeah, I know so about. No, I just don't know if it's sinking through. Uh, That's interesting. Is it helping now? <laughs> How about now? Yeah. Hey, can you hear me now? How about, how about now? I feel like I can hear Lauren. I can hear Lola. Lola just right. busted in. I got to move again. So. But nobody can They can hear us. So. They can hear us, but it sounds like we're super far away. I can't understand what we're saying. Like I said, Sesame Street. Far. Near. Near. Far. <laughs> <laughs> well, they can hear me, so it's really all that matters. So. They can hear Derek. Can hear Derek. Yep. Hmm. What? Can hear and, Josh. I mean, Derek, me and you've got this, okay? I don't let's, know where I don't it. exist let's anymore. Let's handle it. Yeah, let's handle it. What about this. me? Matt, can anybody hear me? Matt, hear Matthew Christ. Collins yep. is no longer with us. Matthew Collins is, is just going to run the soundboard. He's going to be our screener and going to um, bring in callers if we haven't. <laughs> um, so <laughs> we've got that going on. Matt, I'm sorry if you had any good stuff. You might want to just pass it over to Patrick. On a notepad, yeah. and um, he'll be able to portray whatever it is. But um, I, I will, I will speak for Matt for this okay. evening only. Okay. Okay. The power of attorney. Okay. I got a, I got a, a message from one of our listeners. It's working now. So this has been. This is a dude. show. We better for for all those that have hung on with us and stayed here with us. We appreciate it, and we are going to give you some riveting content. Okay. Um, <laughs> I uh, humble yeah, beginnings, so, baby. Humble beginnings. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we just got it. You got to aim, aim small, miss small, aim big. Well, I hope not miss big. Um, so we've got um, independence. Um, I uh, we my my father-in-law is our um. I think you've all been under his tutelage at his Sunday school at one time or the other. Yeah, he's, he's our Sunday really school good. teacher. Yeah. Um, Matt said he's really good. Um, but um. Uh, yeah, he uh, he taught a lesson on independence, and it is key to our walk because that is with with Christ. Um, and, and basically, the synopsis and, it, and, it's, and it's a very accurate one. With Christ is the only way to gain independence. Um, the devil tries to skew that in our walk to where it it would feel burdensome. It would feel the responsibility would feel the opposite of independent and freedom. However, um, the freedom that we're granted um, is the only true freedom. If not, you're a slave to something else. You're a slave to your own desires. You're a slave to, 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 to things and cares of this world. Um, Derek, um, did you, you, made, you made that. I don't think you were there. You were, um, you were in Norfolk, so you, you missed that. But um, 
but you're, you're typically under his under his Sunday school too. Um, we had mentioned earlier this week some some verses or whatever. Um, let's see. Yes, what was, what Galatians five. And you got it. Yeah, five and thirteen. For yeah. brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love mm-hmm. serve one another. Yes. But by love. And, and I've always focused on the first part of that because that's what people do. You know, I mean, and Paul was really, really got it. Got it. Um, a whole lot of people kind of trying to use yeah. Christianity in the early church as, uh-huh. hey, I'm free to do whatever. Like, you know, with, I don't have to follow the law. I'm, I'm out free. Um, but that's not the, that was not the purpose he came. He didn't come so we could do more stuff in the world. Yeah. Uh, and just just go crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, instead, we'll make it. You know, he 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 told us not to use it as a as a um, as basically a cloak for maliciousness. Another verse, yeah. but by love serve one another. Um, that's, that's part that's of the verse key. that a lot of people might skip over. Yeah, I mean that that that's the key of the verse. I think really. By love, serve one another. And everything you're doing, if you're by love, serve one another, throw ego out the window. Okay? There's no time for that. Um, there's, it's uh, Somebody posted on social media, and I'll try to find it. Um, but um, they, uh, they basically were saying, like, if, you, if you're so worried about everybody else uh-huh. and this happening and that happening, you know, check yourself. Like, <laughs> this, that's, not, that's not the what we're called for. Um, let me see how I find that, but, but, um, independence, I mean, what does independence mean to you, Patrick? You there with us? Well, I, I mean, I think from a, from a standpoint of, of our country, the United States of America, um, you know, we enjoy liberties and freedoms here that I would say are unparalleled in anywhere else in the world. Um, yeah. you know, uh, I mean, I could go into examples there, but um, most of us live in this country who are listening, so they probably understand what is even sometimes I even wrestle with myself, but I know the scripture is true is, is the, is the, there's, there's liberty and servitude in, in, in Jesus Christ. And, you know, maybe, maybe that can sound like an oxymoron, but it's really not. Um, to me, to me, when I was, you know, in the world and in sin, I fought to do things my own way. Um, and I found only bondage in that fight. Uh, and, and even when you would fight and do something or, or strive and work and win, you know, it felt good, but, but you still felt like it was fleeting and that you were bound. And then as when you finally give everything over to Jesus, when you surrender everything to him, you know, you are, you know, Paul wrote in another place that we are, we're a, we're a bond slave. We're a, we're, you know, he called himself a servant, but in serving Christ, we find freedom from sin. Um, and our, and our, our very self is kind of knit with Christ. So it's a bit like a marriage, you know, even though you're in a marriage, you're serving one another. We talked about that a little bit last week, but that service is what your heart loves. So it's not, it doesn't feel like bondage. In fact, it's the opposite. It feels like liberty. Um, 
And so, you know, Paul spent a lot of a lot of time in the scriptures trying to articulate this point. And um, and then, of course, there's a whole another more you know layer that I don't really feel personally. I don't want to go into because I don't fully understand it. But but there is a whole another layer. He was speaking to the Jews about the law and the bondage of right. the law. But to me, to me, liberty, I mean, the the greatest liberty I've found in this life is is actually serving Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. So well, that, that's and part what of, I think of when I hear liberty. Yeah, and and, and part of that liberty is, is, is liberty independence. The same thing, and 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 really what um and what I'm thinking. But part of that freedom, okay, when you're with love serving one another, uh-huh. there is a freedom coming from that. There there's a freedom of a self-serving, like a, a care of you know. It, I, I couldn't find it, but basically we're saying if, if someone, if you, if you easily get offended, you're easily get your feelings hurt, you're easily taking issue with what other people are doing all, all the time, like that's a, that you're a slave to that. You're a slave to your own emotions at that point. And there's some people that can't break themselves from the being a slave to emotion. Um, they, they really, they really don't. They get riled up all the time. And it's a, it's a really enslaved life where they feel like they're making their own choices, their own everything in their mind, um, making their own calls about their own emotions, but they're really a slave to their emotions. And it's a sad walk because they're more worried about what this person said or did than serving other people. Um, when you're serving other people, you aren't worried about yourself. Um, that, that, that comes last. Um, some Somebody posted, uh, online today as well about how it it seems like the ones that are always helping out each other or helping out other people are all alone whenever they need something and i was like Mm -hmm. that is depressing like what what, huh i said you're not you're not alone i said if really you're helping out other people for the good of other people then you're doing what you're called to do and jesus is right there and he's the same spirit that calls you to help out the other people is the same one that'll give you peace when you're going through stuff okay there's there's nothing it's not a lonely walk if your if your spirit is where it needs to be, put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. And I, you know, not to make things too political. Um, thoughts on true independence that that he has. <laughs> but uh, it's you know it's I think during this coronavirus thing, um, uh, it you know there's I've heard from a couple different people that you know there's a lot of concern that our liberty is being stripped from us um and i mean i that's a valid concern for sure but there is a greater liberty than what your nation provides to you um and agree there's a liberty so great that you can actually now i've never experienced this but i believe it to be true i've read in the scriptures and i've read many many christians who gave their personal testimony that even when you're bound physically bound, whether that be in chains or in prison, and every single liberty has been stripped from you, they are more free than the captors that bind them. Um, And I feel like that if we could shift our focus as a nation to that liberty, the liberty in Christ, it would greatly benefit us in the fight for that, for the liberty of our rights, I guess you could say. And by fight, I don't mean like guns and bullets but i mean prayer and love and, what we're pushing for yeah. to, right like like paul's pushing for here but in by love serve one another um if my ultimate goal is to love my neighbor as myself 
then that that would call, that would literally call. I mean, it would it would write that one thing right there. If everybody if that was everybody's goal, you know, I mean, we wouldn't need oh, security systems. We wouldn't need locks on our doors. Yeah. We wouldn't need contracts. I mean, <laughs> can you awesome. imagine? Can you imagine yeah. that world? Just imagine that neighborhood. Um, yeah. And so it would be. Um, it, it would just be, it would just be, it would be a wonderful place to live. But until we address the real bondage, which is sin, then the other bondage is just, or liberty is just a band aid. I mean, yep. and I know that's, you know, I don't mean to offend anybody. And I'm, and I'm glad that people fight for our liberties and I've enjoyed them. But ultimately, the first bondage that needs to be liberated is man, the, the bondage from sin. Like, um, I am in agreement my take. on that. I, the, 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 I've always been too heavy into politics for my own good. Um, I'm minor in public policy. I like, I like knowing what I'm talking about, and I like a good um, discussion, as I call it. But um, and, and as we're pushing back against different you know, government this and government that, and I like less government personally, it's always good to keep in mind, as relevant as Paul writing are to us today we kind of miss the fact that there were slaves back then like he, when he's talking to Absolutely. people he's talking to like to the to masters and servants he 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 did a really good job of not just coming through and trying to throw everything out their system their way of life you know whether it be a caste system or whatever um where they have a hierarchy of of people and what they value um there were servants out there and he told them not to just throw that out there but to, to honor those those commitments or the whatever, you know, he, he wasn't trying to to break it up as, as wrong as we know that slavery is now. Um, he was talking to people that had slaves and servants. Um, mm -hmm. But nonetheless, like that wasn't the important part. That's what that's what I, I get out of that. Like that was not mm -hmm. the important part. Your spirit being free was what was important for both servants and masters. Um, he wasn't trying to tackle all the public policy in the world. And, and just, you know, get killed right off the bat. You know, you go against uh, the Roman government too hard, it, it was going, you, you know, to stop um, all, all things Christianity. Um, but that, that just shows that that stuff doesn't, I mean, it matters. Each individual person and their emotions matter, but that's not what matters, really. Um, so. so he was telling them that their happiness and their joy does not have to be situational. It's not something that right. they can they can find themselves in in any way if they be a slave if they be a master if they be you know whoever poor rich whatever their situation in life does not determine their happiness they could have a happiness and a contentment that God could give them that was not based on their situation and if all that we ever cared about was our situation and bettering ourselves and our situation because we want happiness then we will never gain that. You know, the, right. the eye is never full. Um, it's not something that, you know, it's what we see and what we hear and, you know, the things we pursue after. If, if we think that is what's going to bring us happiness, then you can you can talk to, you know, probably anybody who's ever gained the things that they wanted in this world. And did that bring them happiness? Well, probably not. It definitely didn't bring them contentment yeah. <laughs> and it didn't bring them the true, mm -hmm. the true joy that that they could find with Christ. And if they were us back then, if Paul's talking to a slave, he's like, it's not about getting out of slavery. It's not about, you know, these issues that you find yourself in. It's not about being in prison. 
You know, it's not about right. being shipwrecked. It's not about all this stuff. It's about where you are right now. The Lord can touch you. Mm-hmm. No matter where that's you're at, and you can be happy right now. And that's no different yeah. than today. I mean, today, no matter what we're doing, if we're in a dead end job, if we're, you know, in a in a failed marriage, if we're, you know, got kids that are on the wrong path, you know, grown up, and you know, we we can have joy. It's not situational. Right. The Lord can and, can work with with the, with the heart of man, and He can alleviate all those issues. That's right. What just to kind of dovetail on that, Derek? You know, what's so amazing about the gospel is that it will work in any time period with any people of any color under any government. It's not bound. Um, it's not. It's not. Excuse me. It's not bound, but it's also. There is not a system of of government or of behavior. Well, behavior is the wrong word, but I'll just stick with government. There's not a system of government that is required for the gospel to flourish. To flourish. And the early Christians proved that um, the word of God went out amongst the nations, and and it went into every nation. And these nations were were vastly different. Um, and I just I don't know. I just, that's just, just kind of been what's on my heart lately is that trying to just keep the eye single on why we're, why we're meant to be here. Um, and, uh, anyway, this is, this is good stuff. Yeah. Let me reiterate. I said that he, I think I may have misspoken for what I meant. I said that when I said he can alleviate those issues, I didn't mean that he, if you, if you're sanctified, then you're, none of that stuff's going to happen and it's not going to necessarily change your situation, but it will definitely change your joy, peace and contentment that you have in that situation. Yep. Absolutely. And, um, I mean, it, having a dependence, independence, um, that we, we are granted, you're going to have a dependence on something, um, with, with the, with the basis of, of where, you know, just why you're here, you know, like whenever you reason with, um, and that, that's kind of what ties in to intellectualism. Um, that was the third eye. And I don't know if you guys were, uh, were expecting a whole lot on that one or not, but, but it, it, it was, it was in my thoughts that intellectualism being basically just point, putting a high importance on things of the intellect or knowledge, um, can be both good and bad. Um, and, and with that, I, flowing into, into um, there, there's a problem with it. Um, and the fact that, that everybody, you know, it, you, you're still based on the parameters. All right. So basically intellectualism, just basically working things out with rationalism. Okay. With, with thought process, with um, knowledge derived from reason. Um, and the, the problem with that is we are still, um, as humans, as walking around, we, we only have a limited base of knowledge. Um, you can go to school your whole life and you'll have a limited base of knowledge in comparison to God. Okay. Just, you, you may feel really good about yourself. Um, I went to four years of a, uh, liberal arts university, um, and met a lot of professors that thought they were very, very smart and too smart to believe in God. Um, that's a sad state to be in because they were a dependent they weren't independent. They, they, they did not have freedom and liberty. They were dependent 
on their intellectualism. They were dependent on their thought and reason, um, which was skewed. I mean, it, it, you, you got a group think, you've got all these books, you've got everything that they, they've learned. And that's what we went to learn as well. A little scary. Um, I like to, to kind of <laughs> badge of honor. I went to one of the most liberal schools that does not, <laughs> it does not push Christianity, guaranteed, and came out with my, with my salvation um, even stronger. Um, and that I there's something to be said UNC. for our God on that. Yeah, it, it, it was UNC, <laughs> yep, Chapel Hill. Um, but it, not, not that I did it, but my, my God did it. Um, and he, he got me through a lot of people that rely on intellectualism. And to anybody else that looks up to knowledge as power, just, just this pure book smarts. And, and, you know, they had a lot of book smarts, but their rationalism that brought them, you know, the basis on science that, um, you know, they, 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 were, they thought they were too good and too learned to believe in God. And that is sad because they became dependent on their own knowledge. And we know where that destruction will end up. They will end up without a relationship with God, um, which I, I rarely came across a professor that claimed to have a relationship with God. Um, <laughs> and intellectualism had taken over. And I'm not saying everybody be dumb and don't go to school or anything like that. You know, I'm, I'm thankful for my, for my college education. But when you get a dependence on it, when you depend all on, on just this rational, because see, and, and it all makes sense. And it all is rational. But we don't have all the knowledge that God has, you know, like the the creation of God and, and when he when he when he created all of us, it makes sense. It all adds up. We get bits and pieces here, you know, science gets a little bit and this little bit and it all starts making sense. And and some people think they've disproven God and come to find out later when we get a little bit more information, they've actually helped prove it. Um, you know, it if we had all the information then we could easily use intellectualism. But we're even the smartest person on, on earth is working with incomplete information is, is my, my thought on that. They become
it's not going to work out if you don't have any faith. And if everything's proven, so, then so we're question. Question, and this is this is kind of more candid um, than just just the uh, the normal. I mean, scriptural. What is your take? And and we'll start um, with Derek and go to Patrick. What what is your and, and for whoever's out there in Radio Land, Matt is here listening. We can't hear him. You uh, might be able to hear us. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wish, you, but, I wish um, I could be heard. <laughs> Matt wishes he could be heard. Um, but this well, he's heart, speaking as he's like moved. As he's not being heard. He isn't. Yeah. Um, the radio so, show is not be question. heard as you're moved. Just speak. Right. Just speak. Yeah. Some people can't hear you. Um, Derek. College. Okay. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't go. Um, I didn't go to college. I went to college. My wife did. Right. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. I've heard Ooh, I can, heard I can be heard. Yeah. Okay. She's had enough. She's oh, had enough really? education for both of us. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hearing. Really. Go ahead. Sorry, guys. Okay. What did he say? Are we all on here? Are we finally all on here? <laughs> Forty-three minutes in. <laughs> yeah. Wow. See, with radio, you're not going to get this with a podcast, okay? You're not going to get the uh, the <laughs> nervousness and filler. And, yeah. Put Matt on. I think well, I Matt, jumping right in, yeah, we were talking in, about – I think I think you've heard um, what we were saying, but um, we are talking about intellectualism, how yes. that breeds a dependency on your, your knowledge rather than dependency on God because um, uh-huh. you're going to be dependent on something for your thought process, yes. okay, and your basis of living and your basis of rationalization and why you do what you do. So you, you base it on knowledge, man-made knowledge, um, or God, God-based knowledge. Um, with that being said, um, Go ahead, Josh. Uh, I can't hear anything. Yeah, well, that well, I think um, I guess a big thing about that, guys. Let me just chime in really quick because I've been kind of quiet recently. I'll stay on the same scripture, um, talking about the uh, independence. I know y'all talked about the freedom in Christ, and from that realm, um, I, I I read the verse: "If the if the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed." Um, and and that's like we were talking about the different things that are going on in this world. I think that just from the, um, there is no true freedom. I think people are looking for so much and so many things to do and to be involved in. And, and really the, 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 the real issue here is the fact that, you know, like Patrick said, a hundred wholeheartedly believe that without Christ, there is, there is no freedom and there is no, there is no love one for another. Um, and the substance of that, you know, is the problem. Where there is no Christ, there is no liberty. There is no freedom. Josh, are you back on? Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back. Can you hear me? I'm back. Yeah. Hey. I don't even know if I could be heard. All right. I heard okay. You. I think we all are hearing. Um, but what I, what I was asking is, if, and I don't know if you answered this question or not, but Derek, if you were going to encourage your kids when they become of age to go to college. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> if they want to go to college, that's fine. I got no problem with that. Okay. They will pay for it though. All right. All right. Well, okay, at ten four, <laughs> and, and I understand there's there's certain career paths that you got to. You know, if you want to be a doctor and not go to college, well, good luck with that. Okay. Um, no, no, that's <laughs> I don't have anything against college. I, I mean, 
college is is for people and it's for other. It wasn't for me because what I wanted to mm-hmm. do, I didn't need to go to college to do. Um, right. But also, it's just like anything else. Um, you know, it's it's something that the world might say that you need to do and to get a good education. And there's plenty of, or not a good education, but to like to make a good living. You know, right. you got to go to college to get a good job to make money. And that's not right. 100% true. Plenty of people have not gone to college and made plenty of money. Good lives for right. themselves. And it's not, I would, it's it's like anything else. It's a, it's a decision that is big and it's impactful in your life and you need to yep. pray hard about it. Yep. So that's, that's yeah. going to be Amen. different for everybody, you know. It's it's no different than, um, you know, finding your mate, you know, marriage, um, you know, kids, you know, all these big decisions where you're gonna live, um, they all impact your life. And college, definitely, is an impactful one, mm-hmm. especially because of the age of the people that are going there and the things that they're looking for. Um, right. you know, if it's if it's just left up to chance, then, you know, chances are, you know, you'll come out of of college and. You know, I guess have a good job, and that job might take you somewhere far away from family, and then you get disconnected. I mean, it's a whole, it's a whole gamut of things that can happen. But I'm saying, yeah, if we live, if we're living in the center of God's will, like we ought to be, and like I hope we would want to be, then that would be a decision left up to you and God, and it's some yeah. something that you need to pray about. And if He says, yeah, you need to go to college, and you get a good feeling about it, then try it out. You know. He's gonna guide yeah. you every step of the way. It's just how much are you gonna to listen to that? Right. It wasn't. It wasn't the greatest experience for me, um, but I do think I was able to be a light to a lot of people. I, I got put in a position to where I was on the substance-free floor. Like they had a certain floor at this um, these dorms I stayed at, um, and that put me in contact with a lot of um, like-minded people, um, Christians that wanted to go to UNC, knew that it was more liberal than they would they're comfortable with, but were going to stay, you know, true um to god and to christ and and i'm thankful for that but at the same time i you know i do think that some of the stuff can be done without it you know i think that it's become a societal norm to go but more so of a rite of passage if that if that if that's not too strong to say and we don't necessarily need that but within our network of churches which if you're listening and you don't know about our church thankfully um there's there's quite a few branches around the southeast and I grew up in Wilmington, North Carolina, but there was one with, with people that loved me and cared about me in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. And so I was able to go there, get embraced by them and not, it, it, a lot of times people leave home and they're not getting any church except for their you know, Christmas and Easter services that they come back home for, you know? Um, and then that is not going to help strengthen your spirituality at all. Your walk is going to suffer tremendously if you don't have a, a um, a worship family or congregation um, where you choose to go to college. Patrick, how about you? I I really like what Derek said. Um, And of course he provides a very interesting perspective, at least kind of in our generation. Um, You know, he's, He's one of the few that didn't go to college, and I actually. And he's already like semi-retired. I know. It's like, it's <laughs> yeah, he's a baller, and it's interesting. It's very interesting to me. Like, that, man. Uh, because yeah. because you know you, you know a lot of people yeah I mean obviously listeners out there um, you know Derek is a skilled carpenter and 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 
his, you know, God led him, you know, not to go to college. And now we live in a nation, our generation, all of us ran straight to four-year universities. And, and the, there's a big shortage of, of, well, I don't know if there's a big, and I don't know about where y'all live, but in Albany, there's not a lot of guys our age out there doing carpentry work. So I find that, you know, um, very interesting. Um, but I agree with, And I also, um, you know, uh, mentioned it last week, but my wife, Lauren, likes to say, you know, there's three major questions in life. And most people, when they answer them, um, there's just like a sigh of relief. And that's and that's where are you going to live? Who are you going to love? And what are you going to do? Um, and the what are you going to do kind of flows into that college question. Yeah. Um, and just like Derek said, I, I think that, well, I don't think at least in our generation, I feel like that their college was kind of touted as the only avenue. Um, right. And it was very much a, you know, it wasn't, I won't say it was a mandatory path, but it was, it was very much an expected path. And, um, and also as a measure and, of success of your parents too, a little bit like, you know, Hey, we worked hard, you know, I'm, we're building houses, we're doing this. The next generation if we can encourage them to go to college, they won't have to do this um, kind of thing. Right. You know, like I, I think that was a little bad, like, Hey, I sent my kid to college or something like that, but not necessarily need what do you use your degree or, or was it required or do you think it's helped you in your current position, Patrick, in your career well, path? I feel like, I mean, I feel like that. Uh, I think you mentioned this, Josh, there's a little bit of like a litmus test. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't think I would have got to what I'm doing now without right college um but i also feel like that you don't you don't need college to do the will of god and we were actually in a bible study with a group of kids last year at camp meeting and and we were talking to them and the bible study actually got on this topic and and we were and 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 i told him i was like look guys um don't don't feel pressured to go to college you know do just like derek said seek God's will first. And I can remember being their age and their age group was like 15 to 18. And, and that counsel can seem so just like a thousand feet, you know, but, but it really is the truth. You seek first the, the will of God and all these things shall be added to you. And that path may lead through college or it may lead to, to a trade or it may lead to starting a business or whatever. Um, you know, and, and um, I don't know. It's it's a it's, it's seek ye first the kingdom of God. That, yeah, right. But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. And I I worry now as I look at the next generation coming along because, like you mentioned, Josh, you know, colleges are a hotbed for for intellectualism and and um you know an, not really an, well they are they're anti Christian values. Yeah. Um, and, and it's really, you really need to be careful when you step, cause this is what I wish I'd have known, you know, if anybody's out there, I'm 32 years old. And if I could go back and tell my 18 year old self, I would tell my 18 year old self, don't be fooled. This is a business. College yeah. is a business. They're out to get your money. Um, and they're going to give you an education, but it's a transaction. It's not, and they pitch it as an experience and you're going to get an experience. All right. But then you're going to spend the next 20 years paying for it. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I would have, if I could, like I said, if I could tell my 18-year-old self anything, 
you know, I would tell my 18 year old self, don't go into it, you know, doe eyed and excited, go into it for what it is. And that is, yeah. you're going to pay them and they're going to give you an education. And um, it needs to be worth the, the money that you're paying, you know, don't go. Just it needs to... to be worth the money that you're paying. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. also, yeah. and if you're a Christian on a college campus, that is, you know, UNCW wasn't that bad, but you know, there was some, there was definitely some, so, and, and it's not always bad to be in an environment where people don't think exactly like you. Right. It, um, it does expose so, you. It can, it can harden right. you or yeah, it can, it can definitely help your walk. Um, and, and so you know, don't put yourself in situations. I mean, don't go drinking so you can go preach to people, but, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, shine your, shine your light. I mean, and, and yeah. I can remember being a world religions class and, you know, they were, they were talking and, and, and there was a lot of religion being debated in that class. And, you know, it came time for me to, to speak and it's like, okay, what are you going to do? Are you going to gloss it over? Are you going to stand up and, and say that you disagree and you believe that Jesus is the Christ and because he's the Christ, he's the only way to heaven. And it's a bold thing to say that, that all other right. religions are vain. Um, but it is the word of God. And so, yeah, I mean, I would just, if I could go back, um, I'd say a lot of things, but one of the things I'd say is take it for what it is. It's a vehicle. And then the second yeah. thing is look at it as an opportunity. I mean, you have a lot of you have a lot of people around you who are trying to figure life out, and yeah. you may not have any answers, but you yeah. know the knower, and yeah. they're impressionable. So use that opportunity to be an evangelist and yeah. to to intermingle, um, obviously in the right setting, and preach the word of God. And some people are not going to like you, and some people are going to ignore you, but there may be some that are genuinely looking for answers and you can be a light unto them. And, you capitalize you know, on that. so, yeah. I mean, that's kind of my, I guess, I don't know if that answers the question. No, that does. That does. That's and, what I think about college. We, I think we, we, <laughs> we are going to encourage our kids to enter it more cautiously um, than maybe we, we did or were encouraged to. Um, on, on the, the third eye irritations. Um, I, I saw somebody, um, they kind of had a conference call weekly or whatever, and they had a what's eating your lunch segment, just irritations. Other than this, this radio program tonight, where we have had our fair share of uh, irritations. Um, Derek, one thing, top of your irritation list, go. Like recently? Yeah. Just yeah, Anytime. just like what if you think like that's so irritating. <laughs> like what just give me one. I've been trying to repaint some cabinet doors. Uh -huh. and the humidity in the shop is too high. Oh. And it is messing with the lacquer and it is not turning out the way I wanted it to. And I'm telling you, when you're painting cabinet doors and you paint one and it doesn't work out, well you gotta sand it and then you gotta paint it again. And it is And they aren't easy to sand, they're not just square. Right? It's just stupid. I mean it's just stupid. <laughs> And while I'm on this, I was supposed yeah. to go to the world, probably one of the biggest tool stores I've ever seen in Toronto, uh -huh. Canada, Atlas Machinery. Ooh. I'm dropping yes. a name. Hopefully they sponsor yes. me and give me some free tools. Um, uh -huh. They are in Toronto, and I'm supposed to go to Detroit to see my sister-in-law for the fourth year in a row, and it's only a three-hour drive. And because of this stupid COVID, I cannot cross the border because I'm not essential. Nope. And that is eating my lunch. That is eating your lunch. Wow. I, I agree. I agree. I mean, some good things have come on it. Is stupid. Well, some good things have come. Some good things have come. My my neighbor, um, which I think I mentioned last week, like some COO something at Colt, 
firearms, he can't go to Canada either. So he's just sitting at home. He's not deemed essential. Our, our government considers him essential. Canada's government does not. So he's sitting at home, which that got me a, a gun at like 30% of what it, the cost of the store. So that, you know, and that that's good. Um, Patrick, what's eating your lunch? Go. So right now I'm in Raleigh and I'm used uh-huh. to living in Albany, which is more of a rural town compared to Raleigh. Mm-hmm. So right now it's uh, traffic and stoplights. I mean, really? I get the need for stoplights, but do we really need a stoplight every 200 yards? Ooh, that's Raleigh for you. If you're not on one of the belt lines, which they would put stoplights there if it was allowed, I think. Um, I, can't even I was, I really, was, was going to guess really eating your lunch was the car um, fiasco I heard about. Um, I don't think we have another 20 minutes to figure out what all happened <laughs> with your car. <laughs> But he, he had an issue getting uh, to Raleigh, from what I hear. Uh, that, yes, that might be but we do have five minutes to, uh, to give a shout-out. Shout-out to Bob Rickards um, for loaning Bob us Rickards. his vehicle to Uncle let Bobby. us go to Raleigh. Yeah. In. Appreciate um, you. Appreciate so you. Uncle Bobby, you may never hear this, but if Stand you up, ever Bobby. do, brother, yeah, that was a Bobby. real act of charity. Loaned his car, no questions asked. Here's the keys. Take the keys, Y'all man. Y'all time. Yeah, rental companies so, don't have cars, but here you go, man. Yeah. And also Janet that Kildall. She she kinda Janet Kildall brokered the brokered the deal there. So Oh um, okay. Deal threw that out there. I wasn't worried. Was, yeah, she was instrumental in, in helping uh putting Uncle Bobby with anyway, I'll well, show good deal. somebody else. No, that's but good. Thank you to Janet Kildall and, and Uncle Bobby. That was awesome. That is and good Janet stuff. Bobby. Now Salt of the Earth. um and the last thing I want to tackle real quick, we're trying to end on time. We went over a lot last week. Um, we did mention that um, since we didn't get to it last week, meltdowns, okay? Um, I already think I know your answer, Derek, but we're going to start with you. Meltdowns. Oh, I didn't say what I was eating my lunch. Um, Go ahead, Josh. <laughs> eating lunch has been eating my lunch. I mean, I have been gaining so much weight during this COVID stuff. Like, and, and like I sit there and I'm like, I, I should just be doing sit-ups right now, but I don't, I just, I keep on, you know, looking at Instagram or something, but I, it's just eating my lunch, eating my lunch. Anyway, um, back on meltdowns, since we didn't get to it last week, meltdowns, you're in a store, Wade starts throwing a fit and running around, knocking cereal off the shelves. No, I wasn't there last week when this actually happened, Derek. Um, but what do you do? I probably wasn't either. <laughs> I, I, was saying, I think I already know the answer to this, but go, Derek, go. Well, you want to calmly address him and ask him, what is the problem? And then he will, and he, what, are, what are you feeling right now? And if he says, you know, I'm feeling a lot of rage, Dad, and you say, well, there's a healthy way to release this rage. And you don't want to do it on the shelves in the middle of the store. That's not what you want to do. There's a time and place for that. You want to calmly talk to him and mm-hmm. and understand his point of view mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. beat him. Have you ever been around your kids? <laughs> <Here it goes. laughs> beat them all. I've, I mean, so so you're okay with spanking, okay? I guess I guess that's yes, what we're Yes, I'm okay with okay. corporal punishment. The more spankings, okay. the better. I spank not on the, face. the kids every <laughs> day, but, whether, whether they need it or not. Everywhere but the moneymaker, right? You don't hit him in the face. face. You, you want to hide yeah. the bruises. 
Um, okay. So you, you just spank them. Wow. Our show's going to get canceled before he... <laughs> Just kidding, just kidding. Yeah, but you got to throw that in there. I mean, we're going to have sound clips on it in the news tomorrow. Um, <laughs> It'll be a news. Yes. yes. All. all right. Patrick, Becca does the same thing. Grocery store. What do you do? So you're there by yourself, too. 13. Uh-huh. Proverbs twenty three thirteen. Withhold not correction from the child, for if thou mm-hmm. beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. Of <laughs> yeah. um, no, in all seriousness, um, if it's Becca and myself, she's throwing a for real temper tantrum. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get her get make eye contact and ask her to use her words. Well, calm down typically, and we do say this quite a lot, calm down and control your emotions. Um, that's typically the first and use your words follows. And she gets, she gets some time to work through it. And I may say that work through it, baby, work through it. If she does not work through it and she becomes defiant, then, um, then it's time for, it's time just for a little wrap on the, on the hind parts there. Um, yeah, like up for back leg. Too. I mean, or, if she's, yeah. Well, it depends. I mean, if it's uh, if it's not a serious offense, um, then it's just a, a diaper bottom wallop. But if she's really it hurts defined, their feelings, um, it, it really just hurts their feelings to get let them know that you're serious. Yeah, right? yeah. That's, let that's let her bad. know. But if she's really defined, I mean, if it was like I told her to quit and she grabs a pickle jar and slant, which she never does. She's two years old. But anyway, if there's some serious, open and blatant defiance, then then it's a it's a back of the thigh and it's gonna sting. Um, so it just, it depends, you know, we try to, we try to, uh, we try to gauge the reprimand with the offense as best you can and, uh, and never let your own emotions drive, um, never let your own emotions drive your punishment. And I've actually, I've actually gone, gone too far, um, not in the beating not in any beating. Be sure like to that, clarify, but, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yes, no, beatings are spanking. We we call yeah. a spanking a beating. We have DSS calling in yeah. now. Um, Matt, can you pass them through? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Them to talk. yeah they just no, want to talk. They just want to um, talk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I've actually gone too far, and and I felt like that. You know, she would. We need to hurry along. But the problem is that. The child will she. I tell her to pick up her toys, you know, and she picks one toy up and looks at me, and puts it away, and picks another toy up and looks at me and puts it away. And about eight toys in, I just like it's all I can do, you know. And so, but um, you never want to let your own emotions drive the uh, uh correction. So that's and, key. Um, that is. Key. But no, to clarify, uh, um. When I say beating or spanking, I mean literally just a light wrap on right. on the bottom. So what at what no age marks or bruising at all? That's a good question. What age do you start the beating? I mean, and here, well, here's the deal on on what I, and, and I guess this falls in. I'll give my little short little answer. We I like the the timeout approach if that works. Um, a lot of times it's hard to do that in a public setting, and that was part of the, the key to that question in a public setting you know at home you can start with that and um i think like it's supposed to be the number i think i've heard of, you know maybe misquoting this but their age is the number of minutes they can that, that a timeout is effective does that make mm-hmm. sense like if i did anything to william right. you know if I, if I made him sit down for more than a minute or anything he's going to be disassociated from what action he did um he's very aware 
Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not, you know, but, you know, Caroline, two minutes, you know, or three minutes or whatever, you know, as they go and get older. Um, so I, but yeah, the same thing. I, um, I try to not resort to that and, and, and it always is key. And I think that's one thing that we as parents have to always make sure that we don't let our emotions drive our response um, because then they, they get a varied response and it's not consistent. And just like any, and, and we, um, I've been meeting with dog trainer and um, he's kind of like, if you're not consistent, dogs don't have a clue what you're doing. You know, if you, there's if you a lot of similarities in training a dog and, there is there is i is. mean those the, the simple the, the kind of simples it simplifies it down but i mean if if at one time a dog you know jumps on the couch or, or uses the bathroom inside and i'm like oh that's okay and another time i'm really aggravated and i just go you know and get all upset they don't know what's going on and same thing with our kids if we're consistent um and we you know it no don't don't let our own emotions um cause an overreaction so but one I've been, thing I've been, yeah real quick one thing that, and this is for everybody um one thing that i have in the, in the last few years grown to appreciate is the mindset that these are not these are children given to me by god and it is my responsibility to take care of them and raise them up yeah, and it's not right. something that now obviously we all get aggravated and you know we may have different approaches to to raising children and you know i joke around and everything but the they are <laughs> i have to tell myself this a lot they are blessings from god they're just little blessings yeah <laughs> and uh but no like you, it is something that i have thought about like the last few years when, uh, as i have accumulated more children is that you know uh, this, is my, <laughs> this is my responsibility yeah, god has given them to me and it's collection ability to take care of them and and raise them up you know raise them up right and it's not something that you know it's not me trying to do anything for myself or to you know for them to grow up to be a, a superstar or something like that to where they can it shines on me but it's like i just want to raise up a good a good child that will be uh meat for the master's use yeah. Right, yeah. right, and agree. You know, there's a um, there's a great sermon I would recommend um, everybody going and looking is if y'all are listening and and it's um, Bodie Balkum, guy named Bodie Balkum. Um, I can't spell it, but anyway, um, he he does a he does a sermon series on love and marriage, and it is it is talks about raising children in the and how that is the natural blessing from from marriage and um and that's how god intended and man he he, he goes in this one part about kids and I, i'm gonna not gonna do it justice but i'm gonna try and he talks about how they are they he wants his kids he wants to raise his kids in a way so that he when he carries the banner for christ as far and as high as he can, when he falls at his, you know, last step or his dying breath, it's very dramatic, but it's actually really good in the midst of sermon. He says, I want my kids to be right there behind me and pick it up and carry it further. And yeah. it's really, it's really powerful. But, you know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, same thing, Derek, just trying to, just trying to bear in mind that, you know, just, training up a child in the way they should go when they're old and not depart from it so so the offense yep. that i mean 
the correction depends largely on the offense. If it's if it's behavior yep. that that is just unacceptable, then it's going to get it's going to be met with with, with swift and fast a severity, know, yeah, correction. Yeah. Right, because because we don't want that to foster and continue. And it's the same way with God and us. I mean, you know, if He chastises you, He deals with you as a son. And and when and when you're young in the faith, or even when you've been along, I mean, I remember when I was first sanctified and. And I would do something or say something, and God would, God would really, you know. Of course, He still does, but I'm just saying. I mean, He really puts the rod to your back, and, yeah. um, you know, as as a young, and we could probably do. It'd be nice to do this, you know, but do a little bit on chastisement. But as a young sanctified person, you know, you can mistake that maybe for for that you sinned, but in actuality, it's God trying to show you, look, that is not acceptable, and you cannot yep. do that again. Um, anyway, it's, uh, sorry, real quick and I'll no. be quiet, but it's, it's, uh, Bodie, B-O-D-D-I-E space Balkum, B-A-U-C-H-A-M, Bodie Balkum, if anybody's curious, love and marriage, you can find on YouTube, I highly recommend it. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Um, I guess. The family of oh. Craig Simons, um, you there? Yeah, we can't hear you. Still here. I can't. I'm with you, Josh. Anyway, talk. Um, I heard Josh mention. Um, if he's, Josh, if you're still there, just interrupt me. But um, um, family of Craig Simons in the church, pray for them. Yeah. Lift them up. Untimely and tragic loss. And we're gonna roll next week the uh, same time and yeah. the uh same place same time same place 8 30. listen yeah so. go ahead josh no no i i i'm, I'm in agreement sorry I, I had another glitch on the audio hopefully we'll be able to to have this without that um <laughs> next week but uh but yeah we we had a um a, a friend and it's in, in our church um maybe passed away in an automobile accident and it's gonna you know really impact his family um and we we all need to, to pray for them and and pray for for everybody out there pray for for the, the covid mess as i as i call it um we don't know what to do we don't know really the answers um we uh but we're gonna get through it and um and if we if we if we if we do right and we put our our dependence where it needs to be we'll come out of the other side a stronger um servant of christ um it's our goal um, but, uh, I guess at this time we'll, we'll end with prayer. Um, brother Derek, would you, would you pray for us and dismiss? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity tonight to get on this radio show and to, and to have a little fellowship. We pray that, uh, the words that were said, that would, they would uplift your name. They would glorify you, Lord, that they would maybe reach somebody, um, maybe entertain, maybe uplift, um, encourage. You know, we're just trying something out, Lord, and we know that if we try it out and and uh, we put our all our efforts and our heart into it for the right reasons, Lord, that maybe it'll prosper. And um, we just pray that you would be with uh, the family of Craig Simons. Pray with uh, you would comfort them and all the other ones that may have uh, lost loved ones recently, and uh, be with the sick and afflicted. Um, you know the comfort that they need, and uh, just be with everybody as we. Continue on tomorrow, Lord, and guide our new records, and that will be done. Amen.
appreciate that, Derek. Um, appreciate everybody bearing with us tonight. Um, sorry again for the uh, technical difficulties. We are working through some stuff, um, but it will be eating our lunch um, next week. Um, hopefully, we'll all uh, we'll all be, be be back up running good. So please, please give us another shot next week, um, and I'm sure you'll enjoy it. If not, it'll just be comical. So thank you guys. Y'all have a good night. See y'all.